This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Welcome to Glen Cove Spotlight. You're listening to 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. I'm Carolyn Ipel. And I'm Eric Schumann, and today our guest is Dr. Rihanna, Superintendent of Schools for the Glencove City School District. Before we get to Dr. Rihanna, though, I just want to say hello, Carolyn. It's been a while since I've seen you. Hello, Eric. It's <laughs> great to see you. How have you been doing? Good, good. How have you been? It, I oh, mean, we're seeing each other through Zoom, but it's still better than, <laughs> than not seeing each other. You know what? Things are good, and I'm happy. I feel like things are opening up, and Life is slowly starting to return. I was actually at a wedding last night and it was amazing to be with a great group of people and we were singing and dancing and no masks and (laughs) we were just having a great time. Yeah, it's nice to see the city opening up all these restaurants now. um, Their patrons are able to be inside and no no masks. Um, We were able to go out to eat over the weekend and eat at a beautiful new restaurant here in town, which we're very excited about. Um, it was great to go out to the parks. The senior center had their beautiful uh, welcome back picnic. We had over a hundred seniors there with uh, burgers and franks and watermelon and a whole bunch of friends and family. It was great. So yeah, it's it's really exciting and really nice to see everything finally getting back to normal. And the seniors must be so happy to be returning to the center. Oh, absolutely. We uh, have extended our programming. So instead of being open just nine to one, Um, It's now open nine to four. We've added a whole bunch of different classes, all following safety protocols, Um, but it's really great. And we have a whole bunch of new members too that have found out about us from our uh, live streaming all uh, during the pandemic. So it's really nice to get uh, the old familiar faces and a whole bunch of new wonderful members to the center as well. How wonderful is that? That's great. Oh, I love hearing it. Good. (laughs) Well, I'll see you out and about hopefully soon. (laughs) Yes, it would be wonderful. But before we do that. We do want to talk to our special guest today, Dr. Rihanna. Dr. Rihanna, thank you so much for being here today. We know you're so busy and we really do appreciate it. It's my pleasure, but I'm only staying if you start calling me Maria. This Dr. Rihanna. Okay. We'll call you Maria, Hi, Maria. just for this one segment. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here. So Dr. Rihanna or Maria, as we now like to say, Maria, we'd like to get to know all of our guests that we have on. We'd like to just know a little bit of their background, where they grew up, where they live now, a little bit of their family and previous work experience. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So um, I am a first generation Italian girl, very, very much immersed in in what is tradition and what is family. I grew up in Astoria and in Brentwood, actually, um, for the majority of my years, and now live in Smithtown. Um, I am very much immersed in my um, my family. I don't have children of my own, so I love taking my cousins' kids and my sisters' kids, um, and just you know, being with children. Um, as far as interests or hobbies. I love to cook. I love to garden. I do not have my mother's green thumb. Sorry. Uh, But I'm trying really hard. Uh, I love to read. um, And I love to be with family and friends. Um, 
So any I, favorite things to cook? You know, I love trying new things and um, they have to be pretty simple. So uh, my mother was recently widowed. My dad passed away about a year ago. And we're now watching all the uh, Lydia and um, Nick Stellino and all the, you know, cooking shows. Um, she's giving me, a, you know, a chance to uh, learn from her. Uh, I still can't get my pizza dough as good as hers, but um, <laughs> but she has, you know, shared some recipes with me and it's just fun cooking together. It's a way to come together. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I can't give you a a favorite yet i can give you like a trend right now um zucchini and pasta in a very light olive oil and garlic sauce is just mm. one of my favorites um so really you know different uh recipes for different moods and my husband just keeps saying not too much of this pasta so <laughs> um, now you mentioned one of your favorite things to do is to read what are some of your favorite books you know, I, I, I read a lot for work um, and a lot of uh, information that I, you know, again, I get to, um, to utilize is, is work. But every once in a while, I collect old, old books. So, for example, one of my favorite authors is a man named John Erskine. He was a professor at NYU in the 1920s, believe it or not. Um, but he writes very satirical perspectives of um, some of the uh, stories that are out there, like uh, enough about uh, oh, Adam and Eve, A New Perspective is one of his books. Um, so he actually walks you through the creation of the world and just how Adam saw uh, things for the very first time. Uh, he has... Uh, a book called Casanova, enough about his life to understand his um, his reputation, uh, Helen Troy, and things like that. So very satirical look at historical events as well. Um, so he's one of my favorites. That's great. Now you've been a superintendent of the Glen Cove City School District for how long? It's 2013. So we're finishing our eighth year in the district. That's great. You've done a wonderful job. I mean, I see you everywhere and, and making sure that, you know, the students get the best education and you really are passionate about what you do. Um, before you became a superintendent of the school district, what did you do prior? Well, I was an assistant superintendent, a deputy superintendent in both Smithtown schools and Fort Jefferson schools for over 12 years. So, um, so I was in central office. I, I uh, was a director of special ed before that, um, assistant director of special ed, ELA, and uh, reading coordinator for the Patrick Medford schools. Um, and I taught special education at the high school, mostly at the high school level and middle school level. Maria, did you always know you wanted to be in education? You know... While I was in high school, um, I taught and tutored students younger than me. Um, I always felt it was something that uh, brought joy to you know, my life. Um, and people kind of said at one point, you're never going to get a job. You know, um, 
it's hard to get a job as a teacher. Um, but so I, I did my undergraduate in psychology and minored in education, elementary ed. And um, while I was going to college, I had to get a job uh, to pay for gas because I was not allowed to live uh, anywhere but home. A first generation Italian, sorry. Um, and I got a job in the alternative learning program at Herrick's High School. So eight days after I finished my um, bachelor's in psychology and, and minor in education, I started my special ed certification um, in, in the same school in Adelphi University. So, um, and I was fortunate to get a job right away. Um, and, it, you know, it's seeing a child achieve on his own with the support or the guidance that you've given him as an educator is the most rewarding that gift that anyone can ever receive. Um, when that child says, I got that concept or I, I got an A in math or um, I got, I passed my spelling test or my, you know, my English test. Um, there's nothing greater than it, really isn't. Um, so yes, the answer to your question, I always wanted to be an educator. I volunteered in the local um, school around the corner from where I lived, you know, to help with uh, reading groups. Um, so yes, I, I do believe that was what I was destined to do. And I think it's such a calling and it's, you know, you have to be so passionate about it and you can hear it. Like I can picture you cheering all your children on, you know, as they, as they learn and would grow and just, it's like that inner cheerleader, like, yes, they got it. <laughs> you know, you and know, that's what and, I hear. And they, it is something that, um, but look at this past year. Okay. Teachers were asked to do something that they had never been asked to do before. Everybody was a first-year teacher. And they came together and they shared ideas and they shared best practices. Um, and they troubleshot different issues that came up. I have to say they're all mine. My teachers did an amazing job. I, I couldn't have been prouder. Um, it didn't matter what they were teaching, how they were doing it, um, they really came together and got us through a very difficult, uh, and I hate the word unprecedented, but that's what it was. Nobody expected this. Um, I, you know, I keep saying it was like walking in the dark for a while. You didn't know what was coming next, um, but they continued to support their children when more children were able to come into the school building. There was no one happier than my, my teachers so uh, and my administrators. And they worked above and beyond this year to properly support students, not just in math, science, social studies, English, and reading, but just the social-emotional piece. Think about it. These children did not know what was happening. They were told to wear these masks. They were told they couldn't go out of their house. Um, they were told it was dangerous out there. And it was scary. It's scary for adults. So could you imagine what the children felt like? Um, but I can tell you story after story about teachers who reached out in different ways to make sure that the students were well supported socially, emotionally, as well as academically. 
And um, I couldn't have been prouder, really. It, this community came together like no other. I really can say that without any doubt. And lots of Having, and I think the word, oh, I'm sorry, Eric. No, please don't. Go. No, I was going to say, I think the word unprecedented is the most perfect word for what you have all been through, you know, the past 16 months. There is no other word that, you know, really describes, and you all had to pivot so quickly. Over and a week. Sure as much. Right, yeah. I'm sure. March had 16th, to be mind blowing. Down and, um, yeah. and, you know, again, there are a lot of people that work together, and, and the teachers did an amazing job. The teacher assistants learned um, how to support kids in new ways. Um, obviously, I can't even begin to say what my nurses went through, um, but the custodians, the food service workers, they had to supply lunch in a whole different way. Um, everything had to be, you know, personalized and it was being served in a classroom. Um, they worked all summer. You know, so many people have an impression that schools were closed since March 16th and Although the buildings were closed for a period of time, um, the security guards volunteered, said, don't worry, we're not going to go on a rotation. And they gave out uh, breakfast and lunch you know, to our community. Um, we opened up the pantry right in the back of the school uh, and people volunteered to bring, you know, boxes of food to our, you know, to other members of our community. Um, it, it was it was an amazing year in that you really I can, if I can step back a minute I I said the beginning of the school year uh, on Superintendent's Conference Day I embarrassed some of you teachers we, I put up a video about the impact that teachers have on students and a lifelong impact and I then called out to different people in the audience. They didn't even know I was going to do this. Um, but it was because of that teacher who made the connection with that young man who didn't necessarily get to guidance to um, apply for college or that group of elementary teachers who played a secret Santa and made sure that a particular family had gifts or um, it, the teacher who stayed after school just to make sure that that student um, felt more comfortable coming in and doing the math. I could go on and on, okay, but the connections that people make with our children, um, so significant. A teacher assistant who knew that the packet of work, you know, couldn't get to that child because the parent was working um, and the grandmother didn't drive, drove over and got it to that child when he was out. So I, I could tell you story after story. And although I had already recognized it, it was amplified a hundred times over by just understanding the need. And I have to say they have families of their own. Well, my entire staff has families of their own and they made sacrifices to support our kids and uh, support one another. And that should not go unsaid or unrecognized. So. Uh, as someone who has kids in the district, I was so pleased with how everything was handled personally. Um, not only did we get constant messages and calls by phone, 
You put everything on social media. You sent out emails. We had a special app that, you know, would give us news where we would put input the kids temperature, everything. The teachers that uh, worked with my kids were on top of everything, um, contacting us all the time, updating us. It was wonderful. And having a lot of friends and family in different areas, it was very interesting to see how fast, like you said, we got this together and how organized everything is. So I, I do have to say the teachers did an amazing job. They did. And, you know, again, I think we all came together. Thank you for those kind words. I'm going to share them with them. Um, from yes. administrators to teachers to teacher assistants to uh, cafeteria workers to security to custodians uh, to clerical um, nurses, they all came together. And um, again, I'm, I'm happy to know that you were satisfied because that feedback is important, but it was a concerted effort. It was a group effort on every level. And um, I'm so it's great to get that kind of testimony from a parent who, who actually experienced it. Yeah, we It'd be wonderful we, if so many parents could do that, you know, because Eric, I think you're not alone. No, I'm not. You know, and I think educators and everybody that works in the school system should be recognized for all their efforts. And, you know, Maria, it also sounds like what an incredible team. And, you know, as much as the children needed support, it sounded like your team needed support and they really got that fully. Like it sounded like you really all joined hands and held together and moved forward and made it happen. We really did. I have to say, remember the adults were anxious too. Yet never, never let you see them sweat. They just right. kept moving forward. And it was just a tremendous, if, it, right. if we could bring any good out of this pandemic, it was the coming together our staff in ways they never never thought needed to be um but they did sounds like and grace under pressure yeah yeah there's Good. a lot of well, pressure we're going to talk about that more we're actually going to take a quick break but when we come back maria we have so much eric and i want to ask you about and learn more about so thank you so much for being here today and we look forward to um, continuing after the break. So everybody, we'll see you in a minute. You're listening to 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Glen Cove Spotlight. You're listening to 88.1 FM, WCWP.org, and I'm Carolyn Ipel. And I'm Eric Schumann, and our guest today is Dr. Rihanna, the Superintendent of Schools for the Glencoe City School District. Thank you for being here again, Dr. Rihanna. My pleasure. Thank you for having so me. I'm, no problem. Thank you for being here. I, we want to talk about, of course, all the schools that are in the Glencoe School District, because there are quite a few. Can you tell us all of the schools and their locations? So we have um, two buildings that hold grades K, kindergarten through second grade. Uh, that's Daisy Elementary, Saurus and Ribbon Elementary on Walnut Street. Um, we then have Landing Elementary. I think it's McLaughlin is the actual uh, uh, street address. And um, we have in the middle of a very residential area, uh, Oak Ridge, we have 
Connolly Elementary. Um, we have one middle school, grades six through eight, and our high school, which is right outside my door, uh, over on Sling. So um, we do serve other students and other schools in the area because, again, our school, our students who attend private and parochial schools uh, are also under our jurisdiction, and to an extent, we work with them as well. What way do you work with them, can I ask? Um, so uh, if the child has special needs, for example, okay. any child that goes to, that attends a school that is within the Glencoe borders, uh, we uh, over we oversee their special ed program because um, it is district of location, and so we would oversee the services there. Um, we provide teachers to those pro programs, obviously for any student who needs services delivered to them in one fashion or another. Um, we also share responsibilities for, um, for certain grants and and a certain percentage would go to the private and parochial schools in the area. Um, and the biggest part, I think it is, uh, is also transportation. We transport all of the Glen Cove students to um, the schools that they attend. Okay. It's a lot. Now, I'm very happy to hear that the budget passed. This is very good news. I know you and, and so many people have been trying to get this passed for a while. Uh, so what does this mean for our district and what are the new and upcoming improvements uh, that will be uh, in place because of this budget being passed? So um, one of the things we've been doing is advocating for full foundation aid. It is the, the aid, the primary aid that we get from the state of New York. Um, foundation aid formulas did not serve our district well. We were only getting about 45% of this foundation aid that we were supposed to get. And for a number of years, we were advocating, I don't know if anyone's heard of the Suburban Harmed Five. Uh, I worked with Ray Sanchez from Austin and some other districts on Long Island to advocate for uh, full foundation aid funding. Uh, that really has been a positive piece to this year's budget because we were able to make enough suggestions and lobby enough for uh, the assembly and the Senate to come out with what's called the one house budget. And in that it indicated that all districts in the state of New York would go to at least 60% of the, of the foundation aid. And then as a result um, in the next two years, we'll get 50% of whatever's owed to them. So we would get another 20% and then another 20%. That became uh, very, very important because we were able to get an additional $2.6 million in uh, foundation aid. And when you have that money, you can best support our programs, our buildings, our community um, and the educational program by providing additional opportunities. We also received some money from the federal government as well as um, relief from the state. And that is uh, another $8 million approximately that we must use over the next 
either three or four years, depending on which grant you're talking about or, or which stimulus package you're talking about. We had tried to pass the bond, and Eric, I know you saw me at the senior center <laughs> presenting, uh, but we had tried to pass the bond to uh, when we recognized that many of our buildings needed improvement. The pandemic um, really brought them to the forefront because some of it was HVAC systems and air circulation. Um, so we've done two things. One is that we have adopted an energy performance contract and approved that. And with that, we will be getting uh, upgrades in lighting in efficiencies across the district um, in HVAC. And uh, that is one way we could move forward uh, without uh, be, having an impact on our taxpayers. Uh, the other is taking the stimulus money and additional foundation aid money and charting the next three years that could result, and I can believe the board is supportive of ensuring that we could get some of the upgrades, the building facilities upgrades um, done without direct costs to the taxpayer as well. So uh, with that, we would put uh, in enhancements in our air circulation and our HVAC systems uh, even further than the uh, energy performance contract might be able to do. We would uh, enhance our classroom space, enhance um, some of the items that the board still has to take a look at and pick out that we had identified through the bond uh, vote that did, was not successful. Um, so I'm looking forward to using that money as well as monies that we created uh, two years ago. We created a capital reserve. So additional monies were put in the capital reserve and we can use that along with our stimulus money or a portion of it to um, in, enhance our facilities. The other piece of that will go to obviously um, identified learning loss. If there has been any learning loss, if there is a need for additional social emotional support, the hiring perhaps of uh, new staff, social workers, or providing programs that help our students during this very difficult time. The pandemic may be on its way out, I'm hoping, uh, but the impact that it has had on some of our children and just supporting them as they re-enter school in a more traditional manner will be something we have to look very closely at and support as well. Maria, when just to when you talk about the children and how they've been affected, what are just could you share a little bit of what you're seeing? Well, uh, again, uh, although we provided devices to all students and hotspots for their Wi-Fi, um, we, you know, have some difficulties with students being um, able to uh, tune in at the, the time that their lessons are happening, maintaining their attention. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, instruction is very different, though the teachers did a great job. It's very different than... Uh, being in a classroom and, mm -hmm. and seeing that child face to face and under, you know, checking for understanding in, in 
an in-person setting versus a virtual setting. Um, Mm -hmm. And so again, uh, that's a big piece. You know, were the students able to achieve in the manner that they normally do? And how can we help support them as they come back into the classrooms? We do have a summer program going on, right, um, that we have created for K through eighth grade students who may have been identified as having some difficulties or need for support in uh, ELA, English Language Arts and Math. Um, we, you know, again, want to, we can't hide, you know, the inevitable. I mean, the, the obvious is that some students did not get, um, you, you know, have the achievement that we would have liked them to have. And with that, we want to identify the areas that may be of weakness and be able to support them appropriately so that they are on the right road once again. Right. And back on track. Yeah. And going back to unprecedented. I mean, I, I say this to my daughter all the time, who's 24 now. I say, can you imagine if you were in like elementary school and going through this and she's like mom I can't (laughs) you know so I give the kids credit and and all of you and all the educators I mean it's just you know and parents that were trying to work from home weren't you know working outside the home and you know taking someone that's eight years old and putting them in front of a an iPad and it's oh my gosh taking someone that's five years old children are much more um capable than than maybe when we were younger okay um but it still means you know a very different atmosphere for them and i thank the parents uh and the support from the community because we had grandparents helping and big sisters helping and big brothers and the lady next door who came over and helped so it really you know put a, an additional uh, impact on the parents as well uh, because some of them did have to go to work some of them you know and think about all those teachers that you have that also had kids that were doing remote learning. So yes. they have to do Good their point, own remote Eric. learning for their classes mm. while yeah. they're making sure the kids are doing their remote learning. I, I mean, know. that's so not easy either. It, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't speak to just one group. And um, teachers have families of their own, teacher assistants, mm-hmm. you know, all of the, the staff have families of their own. Some of them are involved in the um, instruction in another district. And district by district, there was a difference in the way instruction was delivered because some districts had classroom sizes of, well, let's say regulation sizes 770 square feet. Um, I was talking to a colleague who has kindergarten classes and it's 1,100 square feet. I have classes you know, in the district that are 460 square feet or 500 square feet. Think about, you know, and our class sizes under normal conditions are about the same. So how do we space students appropriately and safely and keep them safe um, when we can't fit as many children in the classroom as as perhaps another district? Um, Mm -hmm. So there were variations across the state and across um, the island. We were fortunate because we had started a one-to-one initiative in the secondary buildings um, six years ago. And so our children were used to having Chromebooks. Our teachers were used to working with Chromebooks. We had moved the iPads to the classrooms, but not necessarily to take home, you know. Um, So 
that I have to tell you, my tech department, if I haven't said it once, I'll say it a thousand times, they were incredible in making this work as well. And they even set up last summer um, like a little workshop here so parents could just bring the device to uh, district office. They could trade it out so no one was missing anything for any length of time. Um, and it helped to ensure that the students would tune in and would get the education necessary. So it, it was quite an interesting year, you know. Um, but again, I smile because I see the efforts of all the staff and all the community when they came together. Um, and it resulted in students being supported appropriately. So. It must have, it was obviously difficult for everybody, but it must have been very difficult also for special, edu special education. Was there any adjustments that need to be made strictly for special education? So I, I'm sure you know that uh, under the umbrella of special education are students who get uh, the minimum amount of, or need the minimum amount of support and others that um, need the consistency in their program uh, and get uh, a very different uh, support and maybe in a special class or at, at a special program. So those students were given priority as far as attending five days a week. Um, and so from the very beginning. And then as we saw some students struggle for one reason or another, um, instructional support teams came together, teachers came together and, and could have decided on interventions to increase the amount of time that they were in school. Um, this was an ongoing process through the school year. Uh, ways to uh, incorporate interventions that, again, are there just to support that student who's having difficulty. That's great. And I have, I to, also have to. Oh, I'm sorry. I sorry. also have to no, no. shout out to my secondary, my high school, uh, my seniors who had a very different ending of the school year. Um, and a different senior year experience, junior year experience, freshman experience. Um, but even that, I have to give credit to the teachers and administrators who came together and found alternative ways to celebrate their accomplishments and you know, their milestones. Um, so, Maria, are the seniors able to have a graduation this year? Yes. So last year Thank we goodness. had six separate of uh, graduations, we moved them into six groups. And um, by the end of the day, you had definitely uh, memorized your speech and other people's. Um, but that went well, I thought, um, for the seniors at the high school. This year, we do uh, plan on having a more traditional uh, graduation. So we're looking forward to that. And will they have a prom this year too? That was my question. <laughs> ah, see, that's such an important piece. At one it point, is. we did say we weren't sure. Then we found out um, that we could, but we wanted to minimize the number of people who would end up attending because uh, somebody from another school, an outsider, a mm. date, uh, could very mm. well come in and it could ruin graduation for us because it's right before graduation. Um, so it might ruin the opportunity for a child to attend graduation because they may be COVID positive. Uh, but because of the precautions and the ever-changing uh, 
mandates and guidance, uh, yes, we are going to open it up to students and their dates, and uh, we're going to have a prom. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Good and with dancing and music. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How fabulous is that? Well, we're going to actually take a quick break. When we come back, Eric and I still have tons of questions for you, and this has just been so informative. Um, and one thing I'd love for you to think about, I live in Glen Cove, um, but you know, so many times I think people are moving here from far away. And maybe when we come back, you can also share, like it's a chance to toot your horn about the schools, like tell us why they are so great. And um, I would love to hear more about that. So you're listening to Glen Cove Spotlight, uh, 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. And we'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Glen Cove Spotlight on 88.1 FM WCWP Radio. I'm Carolyn Ipel. And I'm Eric Schumann. And our special guest today is Dr. Rihanna, the superintendent of schools for the Glen Cove City School District. We've had two wonderful segments with you, and we're going to finish strong, Maria, because now we get to talk about how wonderful the Glen Cove School District is. The buildings, the teachers, all your programs, your athletics, it's outstanding. Can you tell us about, well, really just how great this school district is? So, you know, first of all, our teachers are amazing. Um, and, Absolutely. And supported by, you know, our support staff. Um, they are always looking to find ways to um, put forth their best efforts and, and then some. If a child is not making progress, they will go to the nth degree to find out how to uh, meet that child's needs even better. So uh, that's number one. Our administrators, obviously, very supportive of what's happening in the classrooms, uh, bringing opportunities for our students. Our students are amazing, and it is just our responsibility to make sure that they are given every opportunity. Um, we had a one-to-one -one initiative well before COVID struck. Um, we were enhancing the use of technology across the district. We have a research program in elementary school um, that started in, well, started six years ago and has only grown. Um, research and stream. And stream, the stream started with STEM and then it moved to STEAM and we added R's and then it made it STREAM. But we have a research program, a, a STEM program at the elementary levels, moving into uh, research and humanities programs. We have the first virtual enterprise program on Long Island in a middle school um, that moves up into the high school. We have dual enrollment courses that are uh, allowing our students to uh, gain college credit um, as they move through their high school career. And we have a beautiful music program, an amazing art program, a special ed program that meets the needs of our diverse learners in every capacity. So as a school district, you know, I, I too have heard some of the um, previous, uh, you know, uh, opinions 
Um, I don't know that they are true. You need to come and visit. And if you are thinking of having your child start in uh, Glen Cove, if you live in Glen Cove or want to move to Glen Cove, please feel free to give me a call uh, or email me or email any one of our buildings uh, because you need to see for yourself. I have kind, beautiful children, um, young people who do amazing things. We had a Regeneron um, winner a couple of years ago, semifinalist. We have uh, students that participate in the Northwell Sparks Challenge and have yet to come home without uh, a first place in any one of their categories. Um, so again, our experiences extend outside of the four walls. We have middle school students who go to Albany and uh, learn how to pass a bill or make a law. Um, and moving up to the high school, we will do the same. Um, we have a civic awareness program that we are moving up the first in the state. Um, we've been approved by state ed for this, um, this program in the middle school and as well in the high school. Um, we are constantly looking at student needs. I sit with my seniors every Thanksgiving, right before Thanksgiving, and they tell me what we've done well and what we haven't done well and what they wish that they had. And you know what? They are spot on in so many ways, but that feedback is so important. And when they graduate the following year, we ask them to come back um, and they sit with a luncheon with me as well and say, this is what I was really prepared for. This might not have been as good um, in my preparation, but uh, it was, again, due to whatever factors they, they talk about. But it helps us to strengthen our programs to allow them to uh, be better prepared for college or career and uh, make the transition successfully. And we've done that for eight years now, uh, seven years because we didn't do it due to COVID. Um, seven years and with that have improved as kids come back and they are an eclectic group you know they're not all your high achievers they are diverse population that tell us what um, they feel we have done well and what else they needed as they went into um, mm -hmm. the work world and college so um, I will invite anyone to come and see our schools um, it is an amazing group of educators coming together to support students um, so that they would be successful, that they are successful as they graduate and go into um, the next phase of their life. One of the most interesting things I find about the city of Glen Cove is how many people end up staying here. They grow up here, then they want to have a family here, so they stay here. And so many are excited that their kids get to go to the same schools that they did. So they kind of, you know, live vicariously through them again, remember their youth, uh, the same sport teams and the same games they played. Um, so it's really nice to see everyone kind of wants to be here, stay here, loves the school district, loves the city. And that's really because of how well this school district is and, 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 and what a great job everybody does. Um, I even heard, it, correct me if I'm wrong, that your choral group um, has done some amazing performances and, and won competitions, correct? Oh, my gosh. Um, and not only, well, so we traveled to Italy 
They sang at um, St. Peter's Basilica on January 6th. They sang at St. Francis of Assisi in San Lorenzo. Um, they have competed nationwide um, and come back, obviously, uh, with high honors and, and accolades. Um, we have had the high school students go back to the elementary so that they understand what's available to them as they go through middle school and into high school. Um, our music program, whether you are a fan of string instruments, band, uh, percussion, and have a, a voice, <laughs> I, I always say to them, my last name may be Liana, but it has no uh, no connections to the singer. I cannot <laughs> That's sing. That's a good one. So I, but honestly, they can bring tears to your eyes. I mean, they are just an amazing group year after year. And I thank the teachers and their guidance all through their 12 years to, in getting there. Um, our performances, we were able to upgrade our auditorium. Uh, because it only was fitting for the beautiful performances given by our students uh, at the high school level. Um, and I have to tell you, our middle school group, if you ever get a chance to go see them, they are amazing as well. Um, so whether it's just a concert, and I know some of you have attended our concerts even at the elementary level, uh, or high school or middle school, uh, a play, uh, or just a special performance. Um, I, I, I wish I had had that kind of um, guidance through my years. I might've been able to sing Star Spangled Banner, who knows? Um, but it is just amazing. And they win and they compete and they um, are so disciplined in their work. It's really amazing. And those are students who have multiple um, areas of interest. They could be uh, on sports, uh, they, can, they can be academic, um, they can be all three, they can be our next year general winner. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a matter of being able to give choices to students so that they can explore their own interests um, and then give them the support necessary. So uh, we have a myriad of coursework that really moves us into the 21st century with all the skills necessary to be successful. Um, so I invite any and all to come see our schools. You're really you setting the kids up for success is what I hear. It's like I said, it is a group effort. It's the teachers, mm -hmm. the, the uh, parents, the, the paraprofessionals, the mm -hmm. staff, the administrators all working together um, and always saying, what else can we do to support our students more appropriately? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I'm really very honored to work in this district. And you mentioned sports and your athletic program is very well known too. Recently, I believe you guys, your soccer team, your high school soccer team, if I'm not mistaken, did very well. You want to talk about that? I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yes. And, and again, um, I heard it was a rebuilding year, but I, you know, if this is a rebuilding year, I can't wait for next year. Um, and we had a very uh, different sports season due to COVID. Uh, so it was a very difficult situation because 
um, students were tested before they go to their uh, practices, make sure that it was as safe as possible. Uh, we had to limit the number of spectators as you know, again, those mandates changing all through the school year, week after week. Um, but yeah, we have, uh, it, it depends on the year and it depends on the group of students, but I can tell you our basketball teams, our women's basketball team, um, amazing, our uh, volleyball team, our uh, baseball team, our soccer team. I mean, again, it, it is them coming together with great coaches um, to enjoy the game, to act as a team, to play as a team. And I have to tell you, they are the politest students you'll ever imagine. Um, Why so, is that, Maria? Huh? Why is that? It's so nice to hear. You know, a couple of years ago, we were Long Island champions, uh, co-champions, and we were Nassau County champions. And I remember one of the playoff games, a neighboring district uh, was here and we had won the game. And yet, instead of uh, just celebrating our uh, victory, uh, a superintendent from the other district said, all I heard was that your students went over to our team and just said, great game, really happy to um, to work with you. And it really made the competition amazing and just kindness back and forth. And I have to tell you, uh, the kids will open the door for me, um, whether I want them to or not. Uh, they are kind. We have good children here. And I, again, that goes to the parents, obviously, and the grandparents. Um, but we have kind children who, and we support good sportsmanship, um, whether it's the music department, the art department, the mm -hmm. um, any group of students. Um, really, you don't have, I, I dare you to find a child who isn't considerate, isn't appropriate. Um, do we all, are there times children get frustrated? Yes. Um, but we have kindness as our biggest characteristic. And the parents really like to get involved too with the PTA and they do a very good job as well. And it's really nice to see that too, that the parents really want to help and do their part. It's always nice to, to work with the PTA and see what they have planned as well. Yeah, we couldn't do it without them, honestly. Um, they are a partner in all of this. And we really appreciate the PTA's um, time and attention, their ability to bring in additional programs, working with our building teachers or not our building principals. Um, so yes, it is a beautiful partnership. Um, and we hope it to continue and to grow uh, because as a result, we get to do a lot more for our children and it absolutely makes a difference. Now, Maria, just oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Please, I was just going to say, if you could just tell us quick, how do you keep all your families informed? You know, is, through, is it through the website? Is it through a exactly call? What I was oh, okay. Texting. <laughs> On the same page. Okay. So, um, so we do do mailings once in a while. Uh, anything that's mailed home is also put on our website. We have an app that um, 
push his notifications out and will attach uh, the, the uh, notification. Um, we have email and robocalls. Um, so we try to get information out as much as possible. And we also have diverse populations in the district. And so if we could do the translation, um, everything we put out, any robocall you receive also goes out in Spanish. Any letter that I put on the website is translated in Spanish. Uh, our website can translate in other languages as well. Um, so we try to ensure that everyone is informed. Our board meetings have an interpreter, um, and so they are in English and in Spanish. Um, our, we, the state told us we had to do two forums with parents last summer. They only gave us a couple of days turnaround. Uh, we did three, and one was only in Spanish, um, because people have a comfort level. And so if you can uh, you know, understand it better and feel less... Um, intimidated, which you should never feel, um, then we'll be able to get you that uh, translation. Um, I'm Italian. There are times I've, I've actually used my second language to get information out to parents. So uh, again, it's not, a, we want to be transparent. We want parents to be informed. Um, and if they have a question, they should feel comfortable emailing or uh, calling and uh, we will get them the information that they're requesting. And all of your board of education meetings have all been online too, live stream, which is very uh, easy for a lot of working families and parents. So that really made it a lot easier for a lot of people to tune in. Well, I have to thank our uh, TV program up at the high school, Mr. Barry, Chris Barry and his team uh, from the very beginning of our live stream. Um, GCTV is the one that uh, puts it all together. The kids actually run it. Um, so yes, we did have a period of time through the pandemic that we used Zoom, but um, we're live, we're back live, and they are back um, live streaming all of our events and all of our uh, board meetings. Now, a big congratulations to you because you were elected to serve on the executive committee for the New York State Council of School Superintendents. This is a big deal, so congratulations. Thank you so very much. I'm honored to be elected by my colleagues. Great, great experience. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how you were elected and, and the where it was and everything? Um, so I've been active as uh, in, in the legislative committee uh, for the state of New York, as, uh, the New York State Council of School Superintendents. Um, and as a result of some of my work uh, in different areas, I guess um, they, asked, they asked me if I would want to serve. Um, I was nominated and I was elected. And I'm hoping that that experience allows us to uh, be more informed, help shape uh, some of the regulations and the um, guidance that's coming from the state and allow us to work more closely together with the governor's office and the state of department. Maria, you are an incredibly special person. Not only are you our are you are superintendent of schools, but you are one incredible person. So thank you so much for Caroline, joining us today. You. Congratulations. Again, it's a group effort. I, 
on being elected. I can tell. But it sounds like everybody would run up the mountain with you that works with you, you know, or would run through fire with you. So, and that's an incredible testament to your leadership. But I think they went through fire with you this past year. I have to say, it's been an incredible year. And I I don't- Well, they handled it well. I I have to say, we didn't even scratch the surface, really, all that Mm -hmm. the Glencoe School district offers and and all the other amazing programs so we might have to have you again in the future just to talk more about all this i all love these talking wonderful- about my district so please feel free. <laughs> i'm more than happy to come back well thank you so much for being here and thank you for all that you do and please send word to all your teachers and your whole staff there what an incredible job they're doing and all all the families in glencove really appreciate it eric thank you i definitely will share this with them Good. And before we wind down, I just want to say to anybody listening for the Senior Center, please feel free to go to the Senior Center website for a schedule of events. Eric has a lot of great things planned and a lot going on. So please go to the Glen Cove Senior Center uh, website to see everything happening. And And we're very excited because we're going to actually have an Independence Day celebration with the city on July 4th. At 9.30 a.m., if you go to the Finley Middle School, we're going to have the Children's uh, Bicycle Parade. And then seven o'clock at Morgan Park, we're going to have the uh, Orchestra Long Island concert. Mm. Um, and then at 915, we're going to have uh, fireworks there at Morgan Park. So that's really Yay. exciting. We're, we're officially in summer at that point. So it's very exciting. <laughs> and we're back out. <laughs> and, and yeah, well, better yet. Yes. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. You have tuned in to Glen Cove Spotlight. And you've been listening to 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. I'm Carolyn Ipel. And I'm Eric Schumann. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.